Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Well, hello, everybody. Good night. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Good night. <laughs> this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, this is Doug and Marty versus the world. I know you have a point for that. So well, what do you mean good night? What you well, I just, you know, uh, there are times when you absolutely must watch a political debate. And I did watch the political debate with Dr. Oz and uh, Mr. Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Did you see that, brother? I did not see that. That that Mr. Fetterman, no, I don't want to be like rude, but that Fetterman looks like the guy from Munster with a tie. I mean, he's he's an Her- Herman Munster, dude. yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um and he's about as smart. No, the the thing is is that he had a stroke, right? He had a he had a stroke. He is impaired. There's no question that he has an impairment that will affect his ability to be a senator for that state. But the overwhelming, uh, you know, it, it's it's like the Joe Biden thing, right? Like mm-hmm. we knew before the 2020 election that Joe Biden was impaired, that he was having senility, dementia problems. And, um, and we got, you know, this guy has you know, he has to use closed captioning and all this. Well, he's handicapped. So, you know, we need more handicapped people in the Senate. No, we need people in the Senate who maybe who are handicapped, but who can do the job. Yes. Right. So if your yeah. handicap keeps you from doing the job, then, you know, maybe you shouldn't do it. Like there's not a lot of blind airline pilots, brother. No. Matter of fact, was, I can't think of a single one. <laughs> Thank God no. for that. Yeah, and if that, they were, and if they were on my airline, I wouldn't be flying that airline. You know what's funny about that though, too, is um, uh, not getting too sidetracked for our listeners out there. But modern technology with the, with the self driving cars, with the planes, where literally the pilot takes off and they land. The rest of it's all computerized, right? You could actually probably have a blind co pilot, you know, and probably make it work for the most part, as long as you have someone to to f- take off and land. Uh, using Braille and do whatever, but th- there is so much technology here, but that's not what your point was. The point is if we have a president who's manifested and exhibited what happens when you have a mental decline over the years. We knew before he didn't campaign. He was having issues. Remember the timeout during the campaign, which I've never seen before in all politics. Uh, and oh, it's, like like, when, it's, it's like when Hillary Clinton passed out at the, the yeah. 9-11 memorial. <laughs> He's yeah. like, oh, okay, that's weird. It was very strange. And then they kind of covered up like, no, it's no big deal. But then the idea that he can shake hands with nobody, that he can go, where am I going? He's told what to do and when to do it, who to ask questions from. Everything's pre-scripted. They even use a false stage for our president. So you're talking about Fetterman. It's another example of that. They're trying to pass a Democrat, right, That's that will pass their leftist agenda, 100% rubber stamp, like all the other leftists that are in, in Congress and the Senate right now that are voting along party line, whether to impeach Trump, whether to raise taxes, whether to uh, make our country weaker. It's all this pontificating, like, and, you know, it's, it's frustrating, but here's a person who you know may or may not be able to do the job, first of all. Second of all, when he does do the job, you know what he's going to do. He's been told what to do and he'll do it. That's what they want. What we want is someone who actually says, no. I want to know what my people in my district, 
my community, my state? What's this, what's the best for them and do those things, not just to be a rubber stamp. And I think you're, uh, I know you're one of those brother. I saw a uh, article in the Renton paper over there in Western Washington, um, where they compared four questions for your, you and your opponent, your opponent's top three issues were income inequality and, you know, the environment and stuff, all the stuff that you would hear from every single one. It's almost like that TV thing we saw. Yeah, the 2020 call, they, they want their campaign back. Exactly right. I mean, they literally in general don't pay attention to Republicans, right? Um, they barely campaign. We saw this with Biden. We see this down the ticket. This year, they're scared. So you see Patty Murray out there campaigning. You see uh, even Adam Smith out there. You see even Derek Kilmer, these Democrat Congress persons that are out there trying our Senate persons uh, are actually spending tons and tons of money. So I want to say this to our listeners, you're probably getting sick and tired of all of the political advertising. The only silver lining. Oh, not me, that, brother. I love you know, it. The only silver lining is my, <laughs> is my co-host here, uh, Doug, who does this for a living. <laughs> and if they're entertaining at all or informative, Doug probably did them. Otherwise the, all the attack stuff did not come from him and it, it gets exhausting, but Turn it off. If you can turn it off, just, just disregard it. Don't get distracted because what they're trying to do is sway those voters that haven't been informed, that aren't tuned in, that aren't aware of how radical this leftist agenda has been. Well, the ballots have been out now for about a week. And I think everybody is uh, taking advantage of what we told them to do, uh, which is to hold them until the end. Uh, because we have less than 10% of the ballots back through uh, today, brother. There you go. See, and they've been out almost a week, like you said, or a week, exactly a week. So, um, yeah, hold on to them. Make sure you vote. Tell your neighbors, your friends. We went through this. I preached it on my show as well. Um, but a couple of things I want to cover before we get into the rest of the news, because I know that we have a lot of talk, lot to talk about, lots going on in the world. Um, and there's one local and there's one national um, you're a musician. You you were like a rock star back in the day, and you still play bass, and you're still very um, talented in that regard. You see that Jerry Lee Lewis passed away? Uh, I did not. I didn't yeah, know that. 87 uh, years old. I mean, he yeah. obviously lived a, a nice long life, but uh, um, another another person passing away, right? And so that reminded me, but I was looking for the news articles and so forth for the show. Um, I just want to honor our friend Jim Walsh. I want to honor, you know, his, his wife uh, lost his wife this week. So if listeners, if you haven't heard um, representative Jim Walsh in the 19th district, his wife was uh, driving home one night and had a head on collision with a, a logging truck and uh, passed away. And it's just tragic. They were married for 33 years. Um, so we're praying for the Walsh family. There's got a, they've got a food delivery sort of set up for donations. Um, but since Jim's been statewide, Literally every county seen Jim Walsh speaking. He's a powerful speaker, and he couldn't do all that if if his wife Jamie hadn't been there supporting him the whole time. So prayers go out to Jim, um, and Jamie was a fantastic. She always supported me, Doug, in my campaigns. She was great over there in Grace Harbor County. So yeah, it's uh, a it's a huge shocker, you know. Um, and there's there's a a a proverb. I can't remember if it's in Proverbs or in Ecclesiastes where it says that it's better to spend time at funerals than at uh, celebrations, right? Yes. Because that's where we're headed. 
and we need to remember to hug our wives, our husbands. We need to remember to hug our kids, to, to, you know, to enjoy the time that we have. And, um, you know, it's just a huge tragedy. Yeah. It's affected me for days, brother. I, yeah. I'm just really, you know, our hearts go out to Jim and his, his kids, his five kids, and five kids. Yeah. Um, all wonderful raised, right. The whole bit. I got the message when you text me and then I saw, of course, elsewhere, but my daughter and I were on a road trip, my youngest daughter. And so just a reminder there while I'm out and about to really enjoy the moment we're in knowing that in a, in a blink of an eye, it could be all gone. So um, like Jerry Lee Lewis, 87 years, we aren't guaranteed 87 years. We're not guaranteed another day. Um, so be appreciative as we're looking towards the next 10 days for the election, literally 10 days. And um, this 2022 midterm election is over technically, obviously Washington state, it may be 30 days, but um, as we know, we're looking towards it. Don't forget the reason why we're in the fight is the things that matter the most, our family, our faith, our relationship with one another, right? Our neighbor. And so this is why we're fighting, right, Doug? Yep. Yep. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Now, so uh, Giselle, Giselle uh, Fetterman actually looks like she, she said that swimming, that's a uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, uh, the candidate for uh, good night. Good night, everybody. Um for the candidate in uh, Pennsylvania, she now says swimming is racist because more people of color drown than white people because they don't have access to swimming. So okay, so uh, I got a couple. Um, <laughs> they, this, uh, many the, people think that she is the actual candidate. She probably is, like sort of like, like Jill uh, Biden. Jill Biden, yeah, this, exactly. Yeah, Jill Biden's running the country at this moment with with Obama and those guys. Now I sound like the tinfoil hat guy, but we've seen it. The guy can't do anything without direction. And his wife has to direct him at the White House away from things so he doesn't answer questions he shouldn't answer. And, of course, they replaced, like you mentioned earlier, Jen Psaki with someone who is actually worse. How is that possible? Um, but they did. It's all about this wokeness, this, this ideology that's pushing on us. And people are sick of it. They have an opportunity in the next 10 days to change much of that. It's the beginning in the next 10 days. And then we have to stay vigilant and engaged. But on that note, there was a couple articles posted recently. In fact, it was just this week. Um, the big news flash was that um, white people are being affected greater with COVID fatalities than non-white people. And then someone posted the article from two years ago, and it says that white people are, are getting vaccinated at a higher rate than the, the minority community, black, black, Asian, Hispanic, you know, and it was talking about how great it was and they needed to, to fix the disparity. And of course, now uh, who's having more complications post COVID and with COVID is those that obviously got vaccinated. It's like, uh -huh, okay. Interesting how the, the, the switch changes. That brings me to Doug, this is interesting for our listeners as well. Remember Dr. Burks uh, early on, she was part of the whole, um, it was, Fauci and Burks and it was and Trump and COVID was brand new and they were on the uh, the camera like every single day talking about the outbreak and and the rollout of the vaccine and so forth and then when uh, Biden took um, assumed leadership if you will or got elected or got put in the office whatever you want to call it stole the um, election stole the election stole election stole election yeah yes. Um, they kept Fauci, but they got rid of Burks. So anyway, Burks um, is testifying and the the uh, 
Senate Republicans published a report this week says um, about the origins of COVID. And they're saying it's most likely, which I love how the fact that they still couch this in terms, we know it, right? That it was a lab accident, a lab leak from Wuhan, China, right? You know, it's just, are you kidding me? You know, almost three years later, we know where it came from. It wasn't, you know, a monkey lab or a monkey or uh, a crossbreed. This was a, a orchestrated lab funded by the NIH, Fauci's involved, that had an issue. It leaked. It said they're saying accident, but who knows if it's accident or not. But it started from Chinese, from the Chinese at this lab funded by a lot of our, uh, our government, brother. We got to fix this. And so when you get there, this report obviously is official. Um, and hopefully the House takes it up as well. There's There needs to be investigation to get to the bottom of okay, this. Okay, just uh, email me and I'll look at that when I get over there, brother. Right, sounds good. <laughs> just talking about, I want to keep keep the January 6th committee. I'm, I'm really feeling the urge to subpoena this guy named Ray Apps. I'm just feeling the the need to do that, brother. Who is Isn't Ray Apps anyway? Yeah, why don't you tell our listeners who Ray Apps is? Uh, so anybody, Ray Apps is, is, is yeah. several videos of Ray Apps urging people that they must go inside the Capitol, urging people to do that thing. And then, of course, there's lots of videos of the cops moving the barricades and waving people inside the Capitol. You want to talk about a setup? You want to talk about frame-up job? Mm -hmm. Anyway, who is Ray Epps? Yeah. What's his connection with the FBI? The FBI is actually going to go out and, and enforce election security. Did you know? Did you see that, brother? I did not. I did not. Oh, yeah. But they're only going to do it in red states, brother. They're not going <laughs> to do it in blue states. Not in the blue states. Apparently, blue states are perfect. No problem at all in a Democrat-controlled state. It's those red states. This goes back to what we've, what we've been talking about is weaponizing of the federal government. They've weaponized these agencies. They've weaponized, you know, the FBI, the DOJ, the IRS, you know, and, and we're not being facetious or, or um, hyperbolic here. That's what they've done. They've used these things that are supposed to be serving the function of the people to go after those that have an op opposing opinion or viewpoint. This is a scary stuff. The January 6th committee, the, um, the Department of Justice declaring parents as domestic terrorists, um, the FBI going after, um, like you said earlier, you know, conservatives and people um, singing worship music at an abortion clinic, um, going after Trump supporters, going after anybody that would be a threat to them coming up in 2024. This is about power and control. We know that, that the Chinese and the Russians have a lot of influence in the elected, in the establishment, in these agencies that need to be exposed. And so to your point, this is this is an ugly fight. Historically, they didn't, though. Mm -hmm. See, historically, uh, classic liberals never trusted the government. Mm -hmm. And um, and and in so that way, I'm more liberal than they are. I'm a more of a classic liberal than they are because I still don't. You know, when right. we were when I was raised in the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. We taught not to trust the government. Remember, remember Ronald Reagan said the most, uh, the scariest words in the human languages were from the government and we're here to help. Exactly right. right. And right. Um, he said, government is not the solution to the problem. Government is the problem. And so those are some famous uh, Ronald Reagan quotes. But um, this idea that uh, we should trust them or should, we should put confidence and faith in them 
and have it be sort of a blind trust. And I've quoted, I've quoted my friend Tambourine Borelli, you know, a bunch of times, but we shouldn't have to trust. We should know. We should flat know. Oh, well, national security and top secret and all this. Okay, well, I get it if you've got some nuclear secrets or something like that. But the inner workings of the FBI, uh-uh. We mm-hmm. should know. CIA, we should know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other intelligence agency is that uh, uh, Homeland Security. Uh-huh. TSA, all that stuff. We, we That's us. They work for us. For about a week and a half, we had the news cycle about the raid on Mar-a-Lago with Trump. Where's that at? We don't hear anything of it. That's, you know, that was an attack on an opponent, a future opponent on stuff that he had the right to keep. Like the Ray Epps thing, right? We have this January 6th committee about all about stopping Trump from running for president and holding those that supported him like, without a trial in jail for over a couple of years now. Okay. It's crazy. But the, to your point, Ray Epps is this guy that's seen all across video inciting, inviting and doing this. And yet nothing, not even, not even been questioned, brother. This is one of not even been brought in yet. They're going across the country, looking for people that were there to bring in for questioning or, or to arrest them. Um, it's like, okay, so clearly he was a plant there was a lot of FBI on site that day. This feels very orchestrated. He was actually on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list for like a week. And then yeah. all of a sudden he wasn't there anymore. So, oops, that was one of our guys. So, oops. you know, we we know that something is about to happen. So we've mm-hmm. got about a week to go, a week and a few days to go. And uh, do you know who Donnie Deutsch is? I do. Donnie yeah. Deutsch used to be have a show called The Big Idea. Remember that that I big do. idea? And it was a uh, like all, how these people would invent things, and it was a it was on CNBC. Uh-huh. And now he's a he's a regular guest on uh, Joe Scarborough Good Morning Joe on MSNBC, right? Okay. And uh, I did not yeah, know that. he just came out and said that he is very afraid. He's very very afraid about the red wave (laughs) (laughs) well you saw the the hot mic moment right it was schumer biden kamala harris on the tarmac by air force one and schumer was telling biden that they're very worried about the red wave about the midterm elections that it's not looking good for them it shouldn't look good i mean if you if you screw everything up that much how can you think that Americans are going to say, you know what? You guys are doing a pretty good job. We like $6 a gallon gas, $6 a gallon diesel. Brother, did you hear? It came out on Thursday. I was watching Tucker Carlson Thursday night, and he said, we have 25 days of diesel left Yeah, in America. And our strategic uh, 1 billion barrels of diesel reserve, if they have to empty it out, it will last six hours. Wow. Think about this for a so, second. Uh, for so our, we for have our six listeners. hours reserve. That reserve is supposed to be for our government, our military, those vehicles that all run on diesel. You rather. can't run. Yeah. I mean, you could probably run the military for more than six hours, but you can't run the country right. on a strategic reserve. And then, of course, they depleted our uh, fuel are basic, you know, the, the oil reserve is, is basically raw oil. You can make that into diesel. You can make that into yes. gas, whatever, but 
they've, you know, gone from, you know, 500 billion, whatever zillion barrels down to half or less now. And a bunch of it, they sold to China because that helps America. Right. Helps Americans. Like the the money doesn't mean anything, but it's inflation. So it means less. We're not paying down our debt. And to your point, we sold it to our enemies who have not our interests in mind. Trump went in and actually bought it at a discount, um, raised it to record level. So we had the reserves. Biden is now through this act to, for election purposes, to bring prices down just a touch um, prior to the election, is now down below where well, it was. Well, Joe Biden just Trump said in office. Huh? on Friday, yeah. Joe Biden just said, look at all the good he's done. He brought you know, gas down from $5 a gallon when he took office down to three fifty, <laughs> And of course, everybody else went, um, you know, gas was two fifty a gallon when you took office, Joe. In some so, places at buck 95 when you took office, there's yeah. under two in some places for sure. So, uh, uh, they guess, you know, they can say whatever they talk, 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 but they I've don't this, deliver. Yeah. I've said this for years that uh, basically they'll just, they can say anything. It's a lie and they're not challenged. They just, okay, well, whatever. They, he got challenged. Yes. But it might be because it might be because of the kitchen sink that Elon Musk walked into Twitter with this week, brother. I'm back looking at Twitter again. I haven't really looked at Twitter for years, really, you know, occasionally just something weird would, would, you know, get my interest or uh, there would be a link back to Twitter, Twitter or something, but really not a Twitter guy. Right. And right. Um, now I'm feeling the love. I'm uh, starting pre- President the- Trump's back on Twitter. There is he really? I yeah, did not know that yet. Yeah. Okay. And he I said, knew hey, that, welcome, um, welcome back, Mr. President. And uh yeah. Kanye West, I, I know, is on. I know that Smothers or Band are back on. I think it's it really, really good. And we're both we like tough guys. I'm not sure if Elon Musk is a tough guy. He's a brilliant guy, though. He's kind of an odd guy as well, but he's done a lot of amazing things for companies, right? Leadership. To bring that sink in, which I'm not sure what the deal was with that, but but then to fire the CEO, the CFO, whatever, on day one saying, you're gone, right? Took the code, this the programming code from the Twitter engineers and gave it to Tesla engineers so they wouldn't change it before the deal was final. That's smart. Walk in, get rid of those that are working against what you want to do with the future, you know, set the tone for the company and remove their opportunity to destroy it because they've been doing this whole censoring thing, right? So the people that were doing the censoring, changing the code and doing whatever, were not allowed to do so. I just, I think it's brilliant uh, from a strategic move, walk in and say, all right, I'm the chief tweet, chief twit, if you will. Twit. Chief twit. Yes. He changes handle the chief twit. Um, how fun. I yeah. mean, wouldn't it be great if you had just billions and billions of dollars and you could just buy like Facebook and just, change everything or buy Twitter, you know, and right. uh, somebody bought, I think was it Kanye that bought parlor. Yeah. Kanye West bought parlor or buying parlor. Yeah. Yeah. Which is been struggling, but it was attack. Remember it was yeah, the Google shut, deep, deep platform. Parlor it wasn't Google, Amazon, Amazon services. Amazon, okay. Amazon has like these massive um, server farms, right? These yeah. huge massive. And so a lot of people host with Amazon. And so what happened was parlor said, Oh, you can't host with us anymore. We're shutting you down, which should be like lawsuit time. Mm-hmm. Like you're violating my my rights. You're violating our contract. And of course, they make you sign these, you know, 87 page contracts. Nobody can know all the things. We can terminate you at any time for any yeah, reason. Click, they click, they click, know click, what they're click, doing. Agree, right? And, Do you access uh, to this? Click click on this link, right? Come on. Yeah. Download these. It's so worse ha- than an AT&T Verizon so contract, brother. Have you seen... 
the statewide bus tour going on right now for Tiffany's My Life? Uh, it's radio, brother. There's no visuals here. I can't see anything. No, but Are you, you, holding you, you have two eyes, though. I said, have you seen it personally? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I haven't, brother. I'm there, blaming radio, but it's probably my own. Ig- you know, probably. I'm doing this thing. Yes. Uh, I have a job and a life, and I'm running for Congress. So it's just Just weird. a few things, right? Anyway, so I thought it was right. interesting because uh, I'd just say, that, remember there was uh, um in 2016, Bill Bryant had a bus tour. And then in 2020, um, um, my team did a bus tour, uh, driving tour uh, across certain parts of the state. Uh, in 2022, um, my team members who are working with Tiffany Smiley now are putting on this fantastic, they got this bus wrapped in all Tiffany Smiley colors. It's a big giant bus and they're going from town to town and the turnout, and I'm trying to tell you this brother, is is overfilling the room everywhere to go is standing room only because people are excited first of all for tiffany and they're ticked off at the likes of patty murray and oliver ilk and ilk is an old term but it means all of those that want things that we don't want that have been driving this woke agenda that's been driving this leftist agenda at washington state and in the and the u.s government and dc so i think it's exciting to, to see that as we get down to the final 10 days that just a simple bus tour, people are coming out in the rain and the wind and to, to encourage and to cheer on to support our U.S. Senate candidate, who is a first-time candidate, brother. I'm really Did excited. Did you um, happen to catch the debate? I, I missed the debate. I heard that. Oh, Tell me about it. brother. I, there's a two, so there's uh, three debates that I got to see in the mm-hmm. last week. Uh, the first one was Tiffany Smiley versus uh, Patty Murray. And- you know, you have young, vibrant, um, you know, all together, uh, f- used to fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Fought to keep her husband in the military, fought to get the benefits, all the different things. Used to fighting the 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 bureaucrats, right? Yes, right. And then you've got a bureaucrat, the one right. who created the bureaucracies. You know, Patty Murray's been in there so long. I, I actually uh, did hear a joke that um, one of Abraham Lincoln's biggest regrets was appointing Patty Murray to the Senate. Um, <laughs> See, but- that's funny. I love it. <laughs> but uh, Patty Murray, for our listeners, has been the 30 years. Um, remember the mom with tennis shoes. She actually ran, get this, you'll love this, on term limits. She ran because people have been there too long, career politicians. I think 30 years is a long career. You know uh, that after six years, they actually get paid a retirement. So send her home to retirement. She keeps to keep her salary for the rest of her life. So send her home. Put somebody else in that position. Okay. Well, that's not necessarily true. There is a pension they get. It is not equivalent to their salary, brother. So uh, Dave Reichert, uh, you know, retired from Congress after several terms. And, you know, his retirement's like 3K. It's not. It's not, okay. Okay. you know, 184000 a year. The point is, is six years of service, pay. you get a, a pension from the Congress and the Senate. Yeah, but it's not full salary. Okay. Just like, okay. It's like everybody else. My point was that don't feel bad for Patty Murray. She's got I 30 no, years. I, I wish of, she would retire and get nothing. You know, yes. she should get what she's given us. She should get high gas prices and no way to pay for it. She mm-hmm. should get unemployed. She should go have to she should go live in a blue tarp. She should get a safe place to shoot up. 
right? That's what we should give her because that's compassion, brother. That's <laughs> compassion. And she could just go into, into Walmart or Fred Myers and steal what she needs because that's compassion. That's the kind of compassion we need to give to these career politicians. And then we need to bust them and put them in jail and give them the compassion of a nice 10 by 10 cell with a, their own personal toilet, but not a toilet lid because they might kill themselves. <laughs> Because it's so bad, they're living like everybody else. So now you got me riled up, brother. <laughs> By the way, I I do hate the Astros. Yeah, too okay. bad. We're starting to cheer for them. Because everybody in the nation, except for Texas, is going to cheer for Astros. I mean, they're cheer against them, but they're good, brother. I'm they are so kidding. good. Dude, I always love the Astros. I thought the Astros are great. And, you know, it was, um, but I hate them. Um, no, honestly, I just, I love the Astros. I just really wish Philadelphia would clean their clock because Philadelphia is like the underdog, right? Well, they're both, you know, first of all, they're ranked high. Philadelphia's got a great story, great players as well. So I'm not sure if they're the underdog. Clearly with um, uh, Houston being there like five out of the last six years, um, they are probably the favorite and they have home field advantage, but it's only one game advantage, brother. So two games in Houston, two, uh, three games in um, Philly, Four games in Philly, and then whatever. Last two games in Houston. So do the math. So four uh, of the, of the seven. Gonna be, there's only going to be four games, brother. Uh, yeah. We'll see, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to it, actually. I'll, I'm a baseball guy. but I'd rather I have seven. Two. Dude, you know me. I'm yep. like you. Let's have all the let's have all the World Series we can have, and let's go extra innings, and let's make it fun. Just give me some Doritos and bean dip. I'm good to go. Let's do this. Uh, no, it's great, brother. Uh, I love the Astros. I love the Phillies. I love baseball. I'm one of those weird guys. That's probably why you and I get along because we probably like baseball, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it was just bitter, dude. <laughs> the Mariners are like 18 innings. I mean, come on. I, I'm still talking. We were talking about this last week, right? I'm, right. I'm still talking about it. It's just, it's just harsh, brother. It's um, tough, but they played him much tougher than New York did. New York kind of folded. So just so you know, the Yankees, yay. <laughs> yeah. Baseball. So yes. uh, Paul Pelosi gets beat up by a home invasion guy, but the person, uh, you know, had to settle for him. He was looking for Nancy. Did you really? know that, brother? No, I did not. So, I saw uh, that he got beat up. I saw that. I didn't yeah, so basically home invasion, and the guy yeah. was in the house yelling, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? So we know that they knew what they were doing. Um, is this a, do you think, brother, possibly, I'm just posing a question here for, um, you know, the sake of posing a question. Do you think that people reap what they sow? Is that in the Bible, brother? It is in the Bible. Yeah, you will uh, reap what you sow by the measure you what you sow it. Yep. I mean, they do. They provoke violence against like the Supreme Court people and they were at their homes and all this stuff's going on. In fact, Biden and Schumer both said this is just normal part of politics. Remember when the cinema and mansion were being harassed, when uh, when Republican when, when Democrats were harassing Republican senators and House members in restaurants? Yeah. And now they're saying this is January 6th. That's what mm -hmm. they're saying about this. This is another shades of January 6th. And I'm thinking... Did the dude work for the FBI? <laughs> Did it have Ray Epps? What? Is it was it Ray Epps in there with a hammer beating up poor old Paul, you know, who's made millions in the stock market? Yes. Yeah. His wife 
doesn't know anything. When you have the entire Congress actually beating the market, first of all, it's, there's a problem. There's insider trading. When you have Pelosi and her husband actually making buys and sells before a key vote comes up, you know, is against the rules and against, you know, but because of their position, they get away with it. Then you have the DUI and the whole bit. I don't want them to be beat up, but so, this is crazy. So I heard a joke years ago. And, uh, you know, this guy apparently attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer, but the joke was like, this guy was hitting himself in the head with a hammer. And this okay. other guy comments that said, Hey dude, why are you hitting yourself in the head with a hammer? And the guy says, because it feels so good when I stop. <laughs> okay. So if um. Paul Pelosi has a choice between spending time with his wife, Nancy Pelosi, or being hit in the head with a hammer. I imagine both of them would feel good when they stop brother. And so I've heard, you know, heard that joke, you know, no matter how bad of a day you're having, remember out there somewhere, there's a Mr. Pelosi, you know? And so, <laughs> um, how would you, uh, so anyway, we, obviously we don't in condone or endorse right. home invasion at any, at any level, but it, it's just, you know, this is where this all leads. It eventually the other side's going to stop say, all right, we're done being demonized. We're actually going to go do the thing you're accusing us of or whatever, right? It gets right. It gets to this weird sort of tipping point uh, where it becomes civil war, a revolution, whatever. And um, these guys are uh, playing with fire. And so I really do hope for an intervention. Obviously, um, you know, we feel bad for Paul. I'm sorry that he got, got injured and hurt mm -hmm. or whatever. And um I guess it's not life-threatening or whatever, but you know, blunt force sucks. I've been hit. Right. Whatever. Right. So, um, uh, you know, but it's just an odd thing, right? Uh, that's only, you know, that's only cool if it happens to you. It's not cool if it happens to them. And, um, so, uh, well, God, God bless you, Paul. We pray for you to get better. And, um, and we still want you to be held accountable, but that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't condone that type of, of behavior, but we understand what we're saying here is when you stir up this thing, the Black Lives Matter riots and so forth, well, a lot of it was stirred up because it was encouraged, supported, where the law enforcement and those in public authority look the other way. You know, and it's like, no, no you can't do that. That, that encourages that. And then in any type of civil disobedience that was nonviolent is looked at in a very aggressive manner because it doesn't fit a political narrative. That's what we're really we're frustrated about is it, you can't have equal justice for all or equal uh, application of a law. What you have is a misapplication, unequal scales. And we know the word of God says that God hates unequal scales. Right. And we're, we're seeing that at every level, at the education level, at the economic level, at the corporation level, at the government level. And we're being told to shut up uh, and don't speak up and don't speak out. And that's when we have to do more of it, which is what we're good at, brother, is, is speaking up and saying, no, that's not right. That ain't right. <sighs> exactly. You know, <laughs> it's only, uh, one more Saturday between now and when those ballots are back in. And so I'm hoping that everybody will hold their ballot and maybe get it in next Saturday. Don't send it in the mail. Please don't send your ballot in the mail. There's so many stories of people that did and it was not postmarked in time. Their ballots were rejected. Uh, take it down to your local auditor and hand deliver that baby. Hopefully on Tuesday. 
or Monday or maybe next Saturday. But uh, I'm going to hold mine to the end, brother. Put it in at the last possible second. But I am going to get it in. I am going to awesome. vote. Okay. I have a question for you. Um, I just saw an article as we're, we're doing the show. You know, there's a, during the overturn of Roe v. Wade, basically the repeal of it, and we'll send it back to the states. So pro-abortion states are still pro-abortion. There's there's no changing that until you change the legislature and the will of the people. Um, the states that had uh, laws in the books that would restrict abortions to 15 weeks or 12 weeks went into effect. And so there was a lot of move of that. And of course, the, the panic of the left is why that Murray and everybody's talking about abortion, abortion, abortion. Arizona, oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, Arizona was one of those ones that went ahead and enacted um, rules to protect children, right, uh, babies, um, to 15 weeks. I just saw an article that they, the Arizona GOP, um, the Attorney General and the GOP agree to postpone that legislation until 2023. Why? Why? I know it's elections, but. Uh, Carrie Lake's probably got to win that down there in Arizona, but why would you postpone it, brother? Uh, being Republicans who have the have the moral ground to stand for life and have the victory in the backing of the Supreme Court, any thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, it's, I just I, I was in Arizona uh, last year, as were yeah. you. We were both there at the same time. You had that yeah. convertible uh, Mustang, if I remember right. Fun. Yep. It wasn't, wasn't that warm, but we still had the top down because we we're from Seattle. Right. But um, and I got a good, uh, really got a good feel for the pulse of Arizona while we were there for four days. And uh, I have no idea, brother. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know we, they were dealing with election integrity. We had some people we interviewed for the show. I And I know that there's there are the issues The people we there. interviewed were not from Arizona, brother. <laughs> Well, yeah, we we did, okay, you, you mean that when we interviewed the state legislators? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But yes. we weren't talking about abortion, brother. No, we weren't. We were talking about election integrity. So yeah. it's just they, they almost seem like me. Americans to me. Those guys. It seemed very much so. Um, this seems like a very political move um, to me, and I don't know why. It's for me. I'm looking. This, you, maybe, you look at everything through the lens of politics, but that's that's a problem with having a radio show where you talk about right. But I'm also one where I'm wanting those that we elect this time, this red wave, Republicans, to actually have a backbone and strength and to do things that we've been asking for them to do for years. And I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. I would be hold myself accountable if I was in there. So I'm, I'm saying, though, is we saw this with Paul Ryan and the Republicans, right? 70 show votes to repeal Obamacare. And when they actually have the majority to do so, they didn't do it, right? We don't like lip service. We're talking they about call the Democrats. that the Uniparty, brother. Yeah, we're talking about Democrats uh, giving lip service. Establishment and, career. Fifty years later, over the last fifty years, most of these big major cities and, and governments and, and been run where, by Democrats. Just and, may I ask you, brother, where did those Supreme Court justices come from? They came from the outsider guy, the guy that yes. never ran for office before and got elected president of the United States. Yes. You know, maybe, maybe Tiffany Smiley. Now, Tiffany Smiley actually went on record as saying she would not vote for a national ban or any national ban on abortion, which I think was kind of like a dumb thing to do because now what happens if something really cool comes up that you could, and then now you look like a liar if you do, but right. Or, or you're stuck and you can't, and maybe it's like a really good national thing about abortion or something. But 
you know, my answer to that is the, the Supreme Court kicked it back to the states. Let, let's let the states, you know, I'm I'm in favor of letting the states handle it. But this this double standard of talk, talk, talk. Right. Yes. They're yes. like, we're going to, you know, we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. And then when they had the both houses and the presidency and the president was ready to sign it, then nothing happened. It's nothing but snores. And so that's why the, the Jamie Herrera butlers of the world are gone. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's where they're going and they're going to be gone. And I don't think we're going to see a red wave in a, in a week, brother, I think we're going to see a red tsunami. I got my surfboard. I got my, I got my surfboard waxed up my, uh, my uh, flaming red candy, apple, red surfboard brother with the Hemi. Nice. Turbo. Nice. Yeah. Now, we're going to ride since, the wave. Whether I win or not, we win. America wins. Since it's a tsunami and I'm, I'm being a little facetious here, but are you going to strap yourself on? You wouldn't want to fall off the board <laughs> as the big wave comes. Yeah, you want to ride it all the way. It's, brother, so. it's odd. You know, so I was, you know, three, three um, different um, debates this week. First one, of course, Tiffany Smiley and Patty Murray. We talked about that. And we've also talked about the third one I saw this week, which was uh, James Fetterman, John Fetterman and uh, Dr. Oz. And, um, and then the other one I saw on Tuesday, I was actually in, it was me and Adam Smith, uh, out of the seven, uh, candidate forums that we had, that was the only one he showed up to, but brother, here's the scoop. I'm waiting. He actually said in August of this year, when gas prices were at their peak height, record heights, we need to drastically increase the price of carbon-based fuels. In other words, gasoline, diesel, et cetera. We want to, and I, I quoted it early in the, in the, the debate. And mm-hmm. then one of the final questions was, what can you do in Congress to bring down the price of gas? And he said this, and he said that, and he said this. And I, I said, let me read this quote. I go, that guy does not want to reduce your energy prices. He wants to increase them. He doesn't want you in your car. He doesn't want you to do this. And, and he said, he says, I did not say that. I had the article on my iPad, brother. I had the actual article, you know, in color on my right. big, my big 12 inch iPad that I carry. Around. I held it up. I put it in. And the audience just burst into laughter because he's obviously said it. See, the thing is, he said that when he was running against a socialist in the primary, he ran to the left. Yes. Because he needed to run to the left in order to defeat Stephanie Gallardo, the socialist that was in our primary, right? Mm -hmm. Now he's running against this, you know, free market, conservative Christian Republican. Brother, I was quoting the Bible. I was telling jokes, for, you know, Christian jokes and stuff like that. And so, of course, oh, I'm a free market guy with a name like Adam Smith. You know, I'm a capitalist and all this stuff. And and then then he would say things like we're pumping more gas than ever. You know, we've, we're hitting record highs in, in 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 oil production in America. And then I hear they're we're 25 days away from running out of diesel. Right. right. And I didn't hear right. that on Tuesday. I heard that on Thursday. Unfortunately, or I would have said something. Right. Any rate. So I talked to some of the kids, you know, it was at Seattle University it was where this uh, thing okay. is, is notoriously, you know, liberal college. Right. Right. And some of the kids came up and they said, well, you know, he did say that when he was running against the socialists, like 
Well, yeah, but you, you, I don't change. You know, right. Joe, He's, Joe Kent doesn't change. So you're saying uh, it's okay to say one change. thing one day and say another thing another day. Exactly. For the right that's, reason. that's, that's, uh, wasn't that Hillary Clinton? Uh-huh. You got to lie. You got to say what you need to say to, you know, for that particular audience when she pretends to be black. I ain't no way tired. Yep. I mean, come on. There, there's colleges. Did you see this in the, in the news? There's colleges that have put up these big posters about not wearing, you know, cultural appropriation costumes and Halloween and stuff. Uh, Yet Hillary Clinton can use a, 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 a fake black accent, right? Well, yeah. Elizabeth Warren claimed to be a native American, but sure. they can support people that were, you know, working for the NAACP and they're uh, not uh, of a person of color. That was that you lady know. in Spokane, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And uh, um, so, and then you have a real African-American named Elon Musk from South Africa, of course. Right. Right. And right. he's, he, he buys Twitter and it's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> well, you thought you liked African-Americans. Oh, they don't like white African-Americans. Um, yeah, brother. There is so much if it wasn't, hatred. If it wasn't for spewed. double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all, brother. It, it just, I think there's a, the, the sleeping giant has to be awake. If you're not awake now, that's, that's all those sort of common sense uh, thinking, want to raise my family, leave me alone live in a free country, do my own business. Uh, people um, should be awake now. They do not. I mean, but what they, about abortion, brother? Yeah, right. What about abortion? Yeah. Right. Uh, don't don't bring all, up those high gas prices. We want to talk high gas prices, about inflation. Abortion. Uh, we want to talk about a death rate. cult. Right. Yeah. Can't no, get no, 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 brother. What about abortion? Right. All right. Right. We'll talk about that Southern border, the fentanyl. So I did, I actually uh, researched uh, what we talked about last week. 107,000 Americans died of drug overdoses between February 21 and February 22, according to the CDC. And they estimate over 70% of that was fentanyl. So let's say that was 75,000 fentanyl deaths. That would be about 20,000 more then died in the entire Vietnam war. And it took us 15 years to get to the 58,000 that died in the Vietnam war. And we did this in a year. So um, again, that's a, a I just, epidemic. the only yeah. thing I've got to say about that is what about abortion, brother? What about abortion? <laughs> you sound like a Democrat, but the point here is, <laughs> and they're not just saying about abortion. They're saying protecting a woman's right. No, no, no. It, the, the point no, no. Is, you don't have the right to choose when it comes to your, your, in, your injection of a, of a vaccine that doesn't work. Exactly right. No, no, no. My okay. body, my choice. No, no, did no, you, no. And they, and see? guess what else they can't do, brother? They can't define a woman. Right. I know. Did you see that on that note? Think about this. School districts in Washington and other states as well have sent out notice about Halloween costumes, right? That kids can wear them in school, but they can't have things, anything covered their face because it interferes in the education process of the kids. <laughs> Don't you see the irony in that? Like for two years, you told them to cover your I'm face. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to just buy an iron and start ironing some clothes because the irony <laughs> is great, brother. I'm going to get everything pressed just from that article alone. Oh my no God. need to send it to the cleaners. No, <laughs> dude, are you freaking kidding me? Are no, you and see this is the kind of thing that why parents are going to vote Republican, Republican, because of this insanity. There was a a little thing on Face the Nation last week. They had a Democrat, an Independent, and a Republican. All parents, all three said, "Enough 
with the gender studies, enough with the sex ed. We want our kids to learn how to do math. We want our kids to learn how to read. We want our kids to learn about science and not that fake science, the real thing. And uh, and the the host of Face the Nation was shocked because everybody knows you want your kid to, to switch genders. Right? Yeah. Why why wouldn't you when you have a little boy and you it's raise him? So you want insane. him to be a little girl. You right? can't buy a gun, right? Because you're 18, some places 21. Oh, right? did you, you hear about this thing in Oregon, brother? What, what brother? They're like, you have to have a permit. in. So this is a referendum in Oregon or an initiative or something right now that's on the ballot for this, this coming week. To You have to have a permit and a registry to buy a gun in Oregon. I mean, that's got it. That can't be that's, constitutional. That's unconstitutional. It's got to be. So, right. but I, I apparently there are 12 states in the U.S. that actually have you have to have a permit to buy a gun now. I didn't know that. I was reading the article. So I'd like to know which states they are. And because uh, I, I want to know where not to move when I. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that is no. And, and to your point, though, I mean, just the insanity of this. Uh, I did hear, though, that the Republican candidate in Oregon for governor has a very good shot. I mean, he's also got a lot of Phil Knight money, brother. Well, Phil Knight uh, has started a little, uh, had a small business over there in Oregon that that got a uh, lot. Nike. Nike. Nike, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Just do it, Phil. Just feel, you know, I should call him up, you know, Hey, up here in Washington, we could use some of that money too. Just do it, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. Well, I think it's cool. The the football stadiums he's invested in WSU, Oregon, so forth. So he definitely uses money for community building, if you will. Um, That'd be cool. Um, I don't know where he stands politically. Well, he's Um, obviously a Republican (laughs) back in the Republican, you know, but business people, Uh, just generally speaking, they're coming for you. Okay. They're coming for your church. They're coming for your kids. They're coming for uh, your business. They're coming for your freedom. They want your gun. I mean, this isn't even, it's not even hidden anymore. It's, it's in the open, you know, and you know, we started out uh, earlier in the broadcast talking about how they used to distrust the government, but then they got this book that came out, I think around in the, middle sixties called rules for radicals by this guy named Sololinsky. Uh-huh. And he was talking about taking over government, like becoming the school board, becoming the governor, becoming the Congress people, becoming the legislature. Um, and then you got all this money from George Soros. And so now we have all these prosecutors that don't prosecute. We have police that don't arrest. Uh, we have, you know, all kinds of, and what are we getting? If you drive through Seattle Right now. So when I, brother, 20 years ago, it was 20 years ago, I moved to Seattle. I was so excited to move to the Mm -hmm. Emerald City, man, the jewel, the crown jewel of the Northwest. I'm, and you know, I moved from the other most beautiful city in the Northwest, Portland, Oregon, a gorgeous city, Willamette River, Columbia River. Right. Right. I moved to Seattle on the Puget Sound. Couldn't wait to ride the monorail, brother, to Westlake Mall, ride the ferry, go to the waterfront. Brother, we don't go down there anymore. It's dangerous. It's all boarded up, graffiti, human feces, needles, blue tarps, REI tents in Westlake Mall, right there in the plaza where the where the, the monorail 
And I know, I brother, know. I, I mentioned that in my debate with Adam Smith and people are nodding their heads. They're like, yeah, see, I wasn't, you know, Adam Smith says, oh, I was born here. I was raised here. My dad was a baggy channeler, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, dude. But what did you do to the place? Right. I didn't, I wasn't born here. I chose to come here because of how beautiful it was and the opportunity. And I felt like this is where God wanted me to come and to raise my family and they've wrecked it and I, they keep wrecking it and they want to do more. And so we had better vote. <laughs> what better year was it? You came up here. Vote hard. 2020. Oh, 2020. Okay. Recently. No, I, so. no, no, no. I moved up here in tw- uh, 2002. So 2022 is 20 years that I've lived up here. Wow. But I'm thinking about it because I, I remember falling in love with the Emerald City in sixth grade. So in when Ifranachi, they took uh, a couple of kids the to the Space King Tut. Needle, Mount Rainier. The King Tut exhibit over at the Space oh, Center, yeah. Science Center, right? I remember that. And saw the Space How'd Needle. How'd you get so funky? Filming. It was cool. King Tut. Did yep. you do the monkey? And then I knew I wanted to go to UW because of, of course, Seattle. And, and so what I a did. gorgeous campus right on right. the water Beautiful. there, Lake yeah. Washington. Oh, yeah. Go th- and, you know, if you get in a boat and go on Lake Washington, it still looks good. If you're out in the Puget Sound, it looks great. Just right. don't go walk on the street. But now you and I saw this. Remember we were doing the show on the other radio station in Seattle. Started in 2014 uh, to 2018 there. And every time we would go down to record, it was getting worse back then. Think about it, over the years. Uh, I remember you were in up, the you were up in the radio studio ahead of me one day, and I came out and said, "Hey, brother, there's a broken window in the back of your car. Back of my car, right? everywhere. You know, you'd left a bag. It wasn't a it wasn't a, anything in the bag. So the guy left the bag. But yeah, just break yep. the window, broad daylight, brother. It wasn't yep. you know, was it three in the afternoon or something? Just yeah. break the window. Yep, just take it. No one and that did was, anything. That was years ago because we haven't yes. been down there for like five, six years, right? Right. Now it's like daily, every day. Now catalytic converters are missing. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and my daughter, uh, Libby, needed, a, she's my artist, right? She needed a sketch pad. I said, go to Target. Right. Don't go to Fred Myers. Right. And they, so they, they, they went to Target. They couldn't find what they're looking for. So they went to Fred Myers. My wife comes home. She says, we didn't listen to you, but I'll never go there again. She says, people were just loading up and walking out the door. Walking out. There was wow. no security. It was super sketchy. I said, I told you not to go there. People are getting shot over there, brother. And that's not very far from my house. And then I said, go to Covington, which is just a, you know, it's the other way. It's a little mm-hmm. more suburban. So she comes home. And she goes to Covington because there's a Costco there to get something. And she swings by the Fred Myers in Covington. She comes home. She's in tears. They're doing it there too. <sighs> she says people in the parking lot with piles of stolen stuff, doing an inventory on it. Right this is there. what we got. So we can resell it or whatever. They, yes. There's no, no repercussions. No cops. They won't be prosecuted. Yeah. No, you know, when are the citizens going to go over there and beat the crap out of them? When are the citizens going to step up and say, Hey, and just punch them in the face or whatever. I mean, we it's time for us to defend our own neighborhoods. It's yeah. time for us to defend our own businesses. And if they're not going to defend it, then we're going to defend it. it and, yeah, well, uh, and, and I believe the Lord would want us to defend. You know, are we going to let our neighbor? Remember the story of the, the Good Samaritans, mm-hmm, brother? Mm-hmm. We're, we, our neighbors are being brutalized. They're being wounded. They're being left for dead. Right. And, and the government is us. 
We, yes, the, people, the people, we are the friend. government and we need to do something about it. And it starts with the ballot, brother. I will say this real quickly. Yes, we have to stop. We have to hold people accountable. We have to enforce crime. We have to punish criminals so they don't commit other crimes. But lastly, on this, the very nearest thing, that neighborhood, Fred Meyer, you're talking about, the prices of everything has to go up to compensate for the yeah, loss. Yeah, how does that affect take. inflation? Exactly right. It's going to make it worse. For you, and you and I, the neighbors, will be paying more immediately because crime's not being prosecuted, that, they're, that the people can come in there and steal the, the stuff. They don't like take a loss. Business has to make money somehow. They'll pass they on make that money. cost. Yeah. And uh, people say, well, it's insurance. Well, you, you're not going to have insurance very long at that. Yeah. And they don't, they can't turn that over insurance because, you know, 800 bucks here, a thousand bucks there, whatever. Right. <sighs> you know, um, there's the old saying, trust and obey. I like to say pray and obey, but I'm going to add this pray, obey, and vote. <laughs> and vote yes. Republican. And this vote is Republican. Uh, Doug and Marty versus the world. You can go to DougAndMarty.com. You can contact us, um, maybe get updates. And also you can uh, find out where the sh show podcast from, listen to old episodes and things like that. I do it only once in a while. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Have a great weekend. See you next time. <laughs>